0: This program is for mature audiences
1: only. Please have your fake ID ready.
0: Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition, featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christopherson, Sally Clay. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another weekend edition, the show that has yet to be cancelled. I think it's partly because uh, more people haven't found out about it yet. I think that's the truth. I think once people find out it exists, we're out. Um... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, hi guys, welcome to who we got here with us this week. Oh, and we're Lord of the Lord. he surveys. Yeah, stuff. Yep, that's you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was that? Uh, that was Robin. Who was? Uh, yeah, that's good, that? Jo- I, that's the thing. I I never say the names anymore. That's you. <laughs> that's just you. Hi, <laughs> the you. masked.
2: What is that? Who was that masked what, singer? What's the end of this sentence? Flamflinger. Oh, fine. Um, was that masked man? I'm going to the Boy Wonder thing again. I'm leaning into that. Uh, He wore a mask. uh, Jim Carrey
1: was he not the mask? Oh, I
2: don't know. That's a yes. Who? We haven't even got the intro. There we go. That's what
3: everyone's wanting. That's what they're waiting
2: for.
1: That's what all the ladies are waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Hello, Sean Priest, by the way. Hi,
2: Sean Priest. (laughs) Thank you. We have to say our own names.
1: And all the way. <laughs> well, look, the guy at the beginning does it. What do you want me to do? And uh, also here with us, all the way from America, place where they love ham. Although not for long, apparently, because uh, apparently the meat packing industry is about to fall apart. So sorry, Tim. Uh, Tim yeah. Schwartz is here. Hi, Tim.
0: Oh. Hello. Feels like all the industries are falling apart, not just the the meat industry, but yeah. Oh, all right,
3: it... Trump's gone. Let it go, Tim. He's not uh... coming back. <laughs>
1: oh, thank God. <laughs> Uh, you know what? This show is, uh, is getting people talking. I think that is fair to say. This is a show which is, either for good or bad, we are getting people talking. And um, bad. Most people are us. <laughs> well, it does, it certainly gets us talking, because every time we start the show, we always say the same thing. Right, look, like, guys, let's keep it to half an hour so we can yeah. get the two episodes. You know, we do our thing. Yeah, right. It, it just doesn't really work out that way, so uh, strap no. in. Um, but yes, we've got lots to talk about today. Uh, we are going to get to your emails. Lots and lots of your... Yes, email, we get email. Yeah, all that stuff, that's coming. Uh, but you may be wondering where Sally is. No Sally this week. Yeah, No Sally. No, 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 no Sally this week. That is a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Get out
3: of my pub.
0: There you go. <laughs> get out of my pub.
1: No, wait, that's not even the right accent. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was, was I don't that know what queen, that was either. Was that the queen being...
0: Get out of my pub.
1: No, I don't I have no idea. Right, okay. I, I do
0: Yogi and Kermit and, and yeah, the Count. I, I, don't, I no. The what?
1: Oh yeah, right. Um, okay. Well, look, we've got what? lots of yeah. We've got look, <laughs> we've got so much to get through, and um, I am so excited because you know what? I, I got my emails. I transferred them over again to my iPad. Hey, I've got to tell you this, right? So, this prompting app I was telling you about that is the coolest feature on the Mac, which I know you you guys will know about, it, but some people might still not realize. If you're on the same Wi-Fi network for your computer, your iPad, your phone, whatever it is, you can copy and uh, paste text across those devices. So I, get, I gather all the emails together, and then I just copy on my computer, mm-hmm. and then I go to my iPad, I go to the app, and I paste the text right in, and it's like magic. <laughs> magic. Oh, wow. That's
3: amazing. See, that's the Apple ecosystem that they do, yeah. do so well. Of- they do.
1: Can't do that on a Samsung Z Flip 3, can you? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm still with it. I'm still with the <laughs> I Samsung don't know. Maybe Z you Flip can. 3. Well, Have that. you I tried don't
3: you can. your phone I app on Windows using that and your Android phone?
1: Oh I my haven't. God, right. So funny yeah, you mentioned probably. that. So funny you mentioned that because I just read today that there's an update. It's so funny because I was just about, just about to start playing around with the Your Phone app. And then. Oh, makes We're in sync, Stephen. We are in Simpatico. Oh, we're, we're, nice place. That. Yeah, it's Yeah, exactly. That's a nice one here. Microsoft have just announced they've rebranded their Android Your Phone companion app to Phone Link. <gasps> phone Link? Phone Link.
3: Th- that's amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, Microsoft rebranding it, updating within a Windows 11 design overhaul. Uh, your Phone launched more than three years ago as a key way to link an Android phone to Windows and avoid picking up your device to check calls or notifications. Phone Link is naturally a better description for the app, according to them. Uh, it now places the notification panel up front. There's notification tabs. Uh, you can also get uh, other, oh, that's all very boring, but basically, that's it. And uh, I'm looking to um, look into this, uh, uh, because seriously, I want to play around with this to see how that links up. Because in theory, although it's not going to be quite like you your know, universal copy and paste and things like that, that's not maybe going to exist. I don't know. Maybe it will, but I somehow doubt it. Um, I will <laughs> It's not. It's just not. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a guy in a suit staring at another guy in a suit going, oh, uh, do you want this? And it's like, N- I don't know what it is. And that's basically Android and PC talking to each other. Well, um, so, <laughs> well
3: you remember
1: So you remember the Windows versus Mac ads years ago? Yes, I do. Very Which funny. Were, I have to say, the, the American versions of them were much better than the British versions. We had different versions we had, here. We
3: had Robert Webb and David Mitchell, I think. Who I do like.
1: But Yeah, they were funny. I prefer the other guys. I thought the American one was better. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to curry favour with you, Tim. It's just a fact. I, I,
0: I haven't said a thing. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing on this particular case.
1: We found something with agreement. We're in agreement that Americans are great.
3: Thirty minutes. Oh. Remember, come on. Oh no! Now I have to. Wow. I am
0: American, and I, I don't know, no, no. I have no idea. Um, I water, will say we'll that workshop that one. Yeah, we'll workshop on that one. Um, I will say that recently I used a sharing type ability in Windows that I've been wanting to use for a long time. I knew it was there, but I had no reason to use it until recently. So with Microsoft Edge on my phone, there on my phone on the phone, do you start? I know. They all I'm, do this to I'm me. Trying. I know. Um, but anyway, if you're on a particular website and you need to take that to another device, you can go into the browser settings and there is a share button. And any other account, or I'm sorry, any other device that you've logged into your Microsoft account with will pop up there and you can select it and then share that website. So I did this recently from my phone to Windows. I had, you have to have Edge already open. And as soon as I tapped it and hit share, it just magically popped up. On on my computer, it was, it was <sighs> like magic, like you that said. Cool. I went right to that website, the exact same you know site I was on. It loaded instantly. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's the one thing about Windows, and I guess Android to some degree as well. Although obviously you're doing it on the iPhone, but um, you know the fact that you're able to you know, do kind of app specifically like that—that's quite good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably do that. I mean, like you, you're doing Airdrop. it. You're doing it via iPhone, and, and yeah, there's AirDrop on the Mac as well. But. Um, yeah, that, that's good. There's an update to Microsoft Edge this week as well, I think. I'm, I'm sure I read this right, that they've sort of disentangled uh, Immersive Reader and Read Aloud mode. Mm-hmm. So Is this a new update, Robin? Have you heard of this? Because apparently it's... Because it, it was joined. You had to go into Immersive Reader to get to Read Aloud, and I think they've, they've separated the two out.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. There are two buttons side by side in the toolbar, Immersive Reader mm-hmm. and Reader mode. And I thought, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh didn't click on the... I don't know. The Reader mode would read it... Without simplifying the page first, I guess. Hmm. So yeah, um, would it? Would it? I well, mean,
3: immersive reader and reader mode are basically the same thing.
2: Sure. Immersive reader visually strips a page of all of its ads and yes. you know, uh, I don't know, yes. left nav or something. If there was a big bar down the left or something, um, and it might even multi-column something into a single. I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, we know. It just
3: makes it text basically. We got it.
2: You know? I don't know if it does. I think it leaves images, doesn't it? But anyway. Yes, it does. Right. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And once you've clicked on that, you get you get play controls at the top within the page. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's read really mode.
2: Yeah, exactly. But this one, it has a reader mode at the top, and so I'm imagining. Haven't done it. Click on that, and it just I don't know. I'm starts starting reading it up. The page I'm <laughs> yeah, go on,
1: go on. Somebody please start up Edge. Just, but is this a, an update that's coming through? That must have been through quite quick, right? Because I thought this was just coming. I didn't realize it had already been rolling out. Mm-hmm. I don't use Edge, you see. I'm on the Safari on the Macs. So I don't, I don't oh. care. How dare you? Do you know the only reason why is because of the keychain. That's yeah. the only reason I use Safari. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, Safari is a particularly brilliant browser. Um yeah. I do think Edge is far superior, actually, but I just think, I just wish I could get the link. Weirdly, this is the weird thing about this. You can use the iCloud keychain on a PC on Edge, mm-hmm. but you can't use it on a Mac with Edge.
3: Mm.
1: <clears throat> uh? read How does that allowed,
3: work? Read aloud this page, Control plus Shift plus U. That's without mm-hmm. being in reader mode or immersive right. reader. Yeah, it'll just oh, start yeah. reading the page. Yeah. I'll be does back it, in a second. Yeah, <laughs> you go you, play
1: with that.
2: Um, the, um, there's no doubt at all since the rise of iOS and iPadOS, and hence WebKit, which is the engine for Safari, uh, developers and designers has, has spent a lot more time making sure that um, their pages work. And the Mac um, version of Safari does use WebKit as well. Now, the iPad... Um, Requests the desktop version of a web page, and that's exactly what Safari on macOS requests as well. So we definitely benefit, you know, from that kind of higher priority that that designers have given to Safari and WebKit yeah. over recent years. But still, there are lots of times when um, something isn't quite right. So I would always have a Chrome-based. Uh, browser. And so I, I've moved over from Chrome, because I don't like my MacBook to sound like a jet engine taking off, um, <laughs> to Microsoft Edge on the Mac. I don't open it that often, but it's certainly useful to have there.
1: I, I, I just don't understand Chrome in some respects. You know, I, I also don't understand why when you go to certain websites on Microsoft Edge, that they tell you, for example, there certain, the are certain websites I use for recording purposes. There are certain apps that, that will tell you, we really work best on Chrome, so you should use Chrome, and some won't even open up on other web browsers. When you go you to those websites on Edge. us help, and
2: landmarks will
1: so, I believe Sean just. Mine's got German. you, you pressed the wrong button, Sean. <laughs> keep,
2: keep going, keep sorry. trying. Keep
1: keep trying it. We'll get there eventually. We'll, Hello, we'll get there. Sorry, carry on. OK. Yeah, thanks. Um like what a was live was I demo.
0: About requiring uh, oh, yeah. Chrome browsers.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> completely threw me off that. I was like, why am I hearing German all of a sudden? This happened to me before once on air on a I... radio station. And I will tell you that what was coming through was German with a heck of a lot of weird noises as well. OK, moving on. I, I, well, I'll tell you what happened. What happened was the guy who was putting the news feed in for the radio station had accidentally tuned the the satellite receiver to some German pornography channel, which I will say is a lot more angry than you would think it should be.
2: Accidentally? That particular one, anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't I'm sure see there's happy ones. Yeah, that, other <laughs> German pornography channels are available, allegedly. Exactly, right. with so the
0: same price. All of our German listeners, send your emails to Stephen Scott.
1: Yeah, please Crow. send me. So, do send me links to them. Um, so, Crow. I meant the hate mail, not the uh, helpful Crow. mail. But sure.
0: So Chrome sometimes <clears throat> yes. forces you, people force you to use Chrome.
1: So what they say is you've got to use Chrome. So you go to Microsoft Edge because it's a Chromium-based browser, and you think, well, okay, that's fine, I'll use this. And then it says, no, can't use this, you've got to use Chrome. And I'm like, but it is Chrome. Why does that happen? Microsoft
2: doesn't present itself as Chrome so even you, even though it would render it exactly the same way because it faithfully uses the Chromium engine, it hasn't kind of forked it at all like it used to. So, right. but it, yeah, because it's not presenting itself, then um, that I would probably think that that page was coded prior to Edge going Chromium, maybe, and so right. it's, it's ah, looking right, okay. for the you know, right.
1: You often I mean, find it on those these web apps. For example, the one I'm thinking about is Riverside, which is an audio video recording tool mm-hmm. for broadcast or podcast or whatever else and you need to use chrome for it now unfortunately well the unfortunate part is you've got to use chrome uh because you know, I, I mean this Chrome's is fine No, when you're recording, you having a massive edge. fan
2: is actually problematic
3: <laughs> you can use edge as well it tells you you can but
1: if you carry on using it it still records absolutely fine Yeah, but it gives you warnings all the time and you're like, going to yes. work and yeah i think we tried it once didn't we sean and it it failed spectacularly
3: no, it was because I was using Edge, and in the actual settings, it says this person is using an unsupported browser. Is that because, so also we thought- you, because
1: you had plugged up your Wi-Fi to a hedgehog outside or something <laughs> at that point?
3: It's very natural. I'm a very green user of the internet,
1: yes. Yeah, Wi-Fi enabled hedgehogs Twi- walking twigs around you. and
3: hedgehogs. <laughs> it's
1: not it's the like great Disney film. <laughs> Um, okay, shall we get into some of the emails? Because there are plenty to please. get through. Yeah, let's On get purpose. some emails.
4: Email.
1: <laughs> we get email. We get your emails every day. But don't send any of German pornography sites. Please. Mail
2: sign
1: it. The problem is... Oompa music. I took away my... I like about oompa. Yeah. That sounds like my dog, but he's sick. Um, my dog does that when he's ill. Oompa, 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 oompa,
3: that is actually oh, taking place. dog
1: owners are sitting there going, yep, I get that every time. And it's utterly disgusting. Yeah, we have to wait until the music stops because I don't know what the button is anymore. I took away my, my stream deck because I wasn't using it and forgot I needed it for that button. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Robin, I should say, and it's a bit late in the day to say this and I apologise, but uh, Robin, are you not wearing your headphones today? Oh, oh, um, talk amongst yourselves. Goodbye. Yeah, thank you. Uh, because mm-hmm. what, what you may notice a little bit in the background is a lot of feedback And I like feedback, but only by email and by voicemail. Oh, Mm. clever. Thank you. Uh, But not, you know, half a second after I've said it. (laughs) Email from Jane who says, first, when is Sarah coming back? Oh, right. Oof. It's going well, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jane wants Sarah to come back. She says, we need more female perspective. Sally is great, but she's the only lady on the show. (laughs) Mm. Not this week. Um, oh but uh, she says I'm listening to today's weekend edition dated March 27th 2022 and I just felt like I needed to respond I apologize in advance <laughs> I love leaving that pause just for everyone to kind of grab themselves um <clears throat> I apologize in advance because I am afraid this is going to be a long email and you do not want a voicemail unless I am conge- until I am less congested trust me okay fair enough
0: yes I understand very stuffy.
1: Touching faces happened when I was younger. Some people would make me touch their faces, not saying anything to see if I recognised them. Wow. Um, I still vividly recall that one woman had a double chin, so I could not help but recognise her. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
4: wow. It's a pelican.
0: No, yeah. what's even better is if you were like feeling, feeling oh double and you said it out loud. I oh know. double chin, it's you. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's Mrs.
3: Double Chin. How you doing? Yeah.
1: Oh wow. She says, I do not know her name now, but I do remember that distinct feature. Ugh, she says. Uh the only person whose face I touch now is my husband's. Even my kids are off limits. She owns her own body, and if she doesn't want me touching, I respect that. And she has never mm-hmm. wanted me to, so I never have, except when she was a tiny baby, or when I had to brush hair from her eyes when she was going through that phase of not wanting to comb or brush her hair. <laughs> to the guy who yeah. says he will try to hug and feel a woman's hair, I would back off. So my house is collapsing. Uh, my, I would back off so fast, and he would not like where my cane went.
3: <laughs> this, <laughs> Hang was, on, this, who this was, was this
1: email. This was one last week where someone said what they do is in order to kind of. You know, they're a bit of a hugger, right? So they go up and they put the hand on the back oh, of someone yeah. yes. and feel their hair. And it's like- See how long their hair is. You don't do that. <clears throat> no. Sorry, guys. Come on.
0: <laughs> if you don't know how long the hair is, ask how long the hair is. Don't, exactly. don't go feeling them up to find out.
1: Yeah. Do not do that. If you're blind, there's that, that, not an excuse. I'm sorry. That's not an excuse. Uh, anyway, she, uh, the, the Jane goes on to say, that really freaks me out when strangers do that. I would have to get to know someone very well before I would let them try to hug me like that. Handshakes are fine, but you've got to get to know me if you want hugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on I'm that. I'm a big as, hugger, as but yes,
0: you, you've got to kind of have a certain level of
1: Yeah,
2: it's not first-time stranger um, no. material. Correct, yes. <laughs> but that's the like, thing. Hi. I mean, you walk
1: up to someone, you're like, hi, and, and so, I, I've had this where, you know, we've met someone, you maybe shake their hand, or you're just talking to them. And then at the end of the interaction, sometimes I'll say, Are you a hugger? And they say, Not really. And I go, Oh, that's cool. Shake hands. Or, Yes, I am. And then, you know, you have a hug and that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, you ask. Yeah, yeah. Mutual consent. Jane says, I've been frustrated on several points about how we deal with sighted people. And there are days when I have been part of the problem. And I always try to do better. It helps that right now I am teleworking. So I'm not having to go out and politely get people who are hi, to not help me across the street. People who are high. OK. Um, I am not joking when I say hi, people. All right, so we're clarifying that, right? OK. Uh. <laughs> OK, so there's a lot of high people around there. Well, you know uh, is that people who say hi? Or is it people who are, you know, hey, hi? I
4: have
1: no here? idea. Let's that, carry on. I bet mm-hmm. you know, Sean. Uh, right. <clears throat> <laughs> the church near our work had informally set up so people would walk with me across some busy streets and help me get to work because where I work is right near one of the more infamous areas in my city called Heroin Gulch. Well, that answers I that question. Um, Heroin Gulch. Is, is, can ah. we Google map that? Is that a place? Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. If there's a place called Heroin Gulch where I live, I'm probably not going there, you know? So, wow.
3: Carry on. This email brilliant. definitely needing
0: help to get through it. So Do you know I, I'm I think I'm, I'm getting into
1: audiobooks here. I think this, I'd like this. This is. I'm enjoying this. Um, <clears> Her <throat> emails are better than any audiobook. Right, OK. So uh, Jane says, I would be walking to work, I'd be waiting to cross, and someone would grab my hand and try to run with me across the street, thinking there was enough time. Or sometimes I would get homeless mm-hmm. people following me off the train, talking to me, breaking my concentration, and then mm-hmm. I would stumble and walk into stuff I would normally miss, and then they would offer to help me get to work and talk about uncomfortable things and all that. Some crossing guards would look out for me, too, and assist if they knew I was uncomfortable. Get to know your local crossing guards. They can yes. be invaluable allies, even if sometimes you learn more about them than you wish you had. <laughs> um, in the evenings, one of my coworkers took it upon himself from day one to walk me to the train. A literal kung fu master, too. So that really took a lot of anxiety off of us. Every year, we made him and his partner fudge as a thank you, because he didn't have to do it, but he always did when I was at the office. And if he couldn't, because he was out or something, he always found someone to walk with me in the evenings, so I didn't have to put up with the oh so helpful high people and the increased car traffic on my own. I have been the angry blind woman sometimes, and I have seen the angry blind man taking out his frustration on my husband and me. I try to remember that we don't know a person's situation... In fact, I only learned about this one man's troubles because I literally ran into his sister getting off a trolley one day and we got to talking. She was one of the people who would sometimes walk with me to the train and help me find a seat. Yes, before other blind people say anything, I can find the train and find an empty seat, but sometimes it's nice to let someone else help you when you're half awake at seven in the morning and you've Mm -hmm. got to be at work by nine. Anyway, turns out this woman was his sister and somehow we got to talking about how there were different types of blind people and she was so glad I was polite. I responded with my story about how this one guide yelled at my husband for trying to offer assistance, and she said, "Oh, I saw that from a distance. He's my brother, and he has issues. And interfering would have done more harm than good." So while it was frustrating at the time, and I would have and have not gone out of my way to find the person, at least I know better now uh, about what's going on with him. I've never had the experience of going to lourdes or any sort of shrine to saints that I recall, even though I was born Catholic, and I'm thankful. I have enough issues with people, especially in the South, and thank God I don't live there now, wanting to pray for me, putting their hands on my eyes and being quite shocked when the prayers didn't show instant results and blaming me because I didn't have strong enough faith. I never had the nerve to tell those people what I really feel, and that is this. I have been blind all of my life, unless you count light perception I had until someone in college, university for you, I guess. I had no choice but to learn Braille. I can write, block, print well enough to sign my name, and I have the other letters in a cheat sheet if I need them and I can feel the letters if they are big, you know, the engraved ones. And I've had no choice but to learn orientation and mobility skills. I used to think having vision would be the greatest thing, but having read the news when people actually got sight and were afraid of doing things like crossing streets or when hearing stories about people's implants suddenly going dark because the software is no longer being maintained, no thank you. I will stay as I am. I used to want to see my husband and child, but I've decided I do not really need to. It's not like we would have had such a thing as selective vision, so why bother? It seems like it would be a lot of hard work for minimal return. What do the people praying for us get out of it anyway? It seems they aren't getting answered prayers. I just don't understand. Well, I'll stop it there, because there's a lot in that um, Mm -hmm. to unpack, but yeah, it's really interesting to, to hear her take, and I think it ultimately comes back here it's so funny, isn't it? No matter where you are in the world, the same issues seem to exist. It's not like it's unique to where I live near Glasgow or where Sean lives in Manchester or where Tim lives, uh, where Trump lives. Um, or what? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like the issues are the same wherever you go, right? That's the that's the theme we seem to be getting here.
3: Yeah. Today, yeah, there's today. good and bad in, in everyone.
1: everyone. We should <laughs> learn to live.
3: <laughs> and learn to give each other what we need to survive. Stephen. Yeah, as long as we keep Boy. saying it,
1: we don't get charged. That's how
3: it
2: works. <laughs> it's fine. Um,
3: Sorry, carry on.
1: Oh, here we go.
2: Carry I think, wrong. Um, no, no, just on the kind there, of um, praying for people point of view, I mean, I am religious. I'm not a Baha- uh, Christian. I'm a Baha'i. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I personally, I think I was a bit quiet on this last week. So um, f- from, me, from my point of view, I, I certainly don't think that God gives us, I don't think he, dishes out disabilities you know chooses who and who not to etc and whilst i think on occasion he might be able to take it away i don't think that's got anything to do with being immersed underwater or necessarily for people praying for you i think there that's about motive and that kind of goes back to what um you know the point about people offering to pray for you or even helping you it's about motive and if the motive is good then I feel we should see past some ineptitude in how they offer, or whether they we feel like they've crossed a line for us. Because I, you know, I would want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they actually really meant well. And just on the point, because I was really surprised that she felt like she had to was it Jane was it, yeah, um, say uh, about you know kind of saying I know I could have got to the train by myself, but I just wanted some help. I'm all for help. I'm absolutely all for help. So if you've got the um, the skills to be able to get there, if you needed to find the train, find the door, find a seat by yourself, then brilliant because, you know, independence is good. But for me, I would go, I would get help. I would offer, I would ask for offered, I would accept offered help <laughs> any time because, you know, um, well, I'm all for an easy life really so yeah but I felt yeah, but I, I was interested that she had to say that that she
3: felt the need to yeah, explain yeah, a yeah. way that, that yeah exactly you yeah shouldn't, shouldn't. yeah
2: and I, I feel like that's I quite an that, interesting though. point well I don't no I'm I don't. very happy to accept no i that people I've to... done that I'll tell a good example <laughs> of this
1: right and this will this will get me in all kinds of trouble when I say this because the super blind will be on me on this one but here's the thing um that I Genuinely, uh, one night I was coming back from I think it was London or wherever I was, and I was flying back into the city, and it it must have been flying to London, I think, because it wouldn't have been Glasgow and I've done this there. But I remember getting off the plane. It was about eleven o'clock at night, and they said, "Uh, "Can you sit in the wheelchair?" And I was, I don't need a wheelchair, guys. Yeah, fine, I can walk. No, no, you have to get in the wheelchair. And they just started this whole diatribe about you got to do it, you got to do it. And, you know, it's more than my life's worth and all this carry on, We're right? We've all been there. And do you know what? I said, do you know what? Okay, fine. And I'll be honest, I was tired. I was, I <laughs> had a long day. And, you know, I thought, do you know what? I'll just sit in this thing. And fine, okay. I hated it and I feel bad for hating it because that sounds like being in a wheelchair is a bad thing. And that's not what I mean. But it's just when you're. To me, if you're in a wheelchair and you don't need to be in a wheelchair, that doesn't need feel to, right.
3: Exactly right.
1: Yeah. It's not nothing to do car, with being in a wheelchair. But the wheelchair or the is... golf. Oh, the I don't yeah. mind the golf cart. Oh, Actually, I love I'm okay the golf. That. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. And wheelchair, yeah. no. But if you bring the golf cart, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love at yeah. train stations as well. But uh, yeah, I did do that, and I felt really. I, you know, I really did. It preyed on me for a while. I was like, "Shouldn't have done that." I almost, I almost imagined that there was other people going through the airport in wheelchairs going, he doesn't need that. What's yeah. wrong with this guy? Yeah, um, But, I, you know, you, you do that. And I think that's sometimes the guilt that we have built into is a little bit. Um,
3: yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I felt exactly the same. I don't need a wheelchair. Why are you bringing me a wheelchair? It's almost like you don't understand my disability if you're bringing me a wheelchair. But on the flip side of that, you know, if this guy's quickly wants to get me somewhere and it's easier than him guiding me for whatever reason. If you want to throw me in basically a wheelbarrow at any point and just wheel me (laughs) somewhere, that's fine. It
2: makes it easier for him. It's a tricky one, right? It's, it is because it goes against, you know, maybe there's a bit of, um, I want to say ego, but maybe it's because we don't, we don't, we know we don't need it and we know that it's on, a few levels inappropriate, but at the same time, you know, if it yeah. from a health and safety point of view, or kind of, they've got eight other uh, tickets on their card that they need to get to, and it might mean that other people might miss their flights if you can't whiz us from this massive long terminal to the other.
1: And how, how often do we complain how long we wait for assistance, right? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you is... sit on these planes for hours or, you know, an hour at a time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many times, you know, have, I've been asked, oh, you, you can't take the stairs. You want the lift, won't you? Yeah.
2: So, no, the stairs <laughs> are fine. Oh, okay. They sound sort of shocked by it. It's funny because sometimes the accessible toilet, um, which, you know, if I'm on my own, then feeling your way around in the the normal gents is quite um, challenging, particularly Mm. there's what I call a wee wall, which is basically not individual urinals, but a great big long, usually metal wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you encounter that when you're looking around for urinals, that's not great. If no, you're an accessible toilets. Um, accessible toilets
1: can be so big.
2: But yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So whilst you know, I'll go for the accessible one if I'm if there's no other men to take me in. Mm. If it's just me and my wife, for example. But yeah, the accessible ones sometimes they're they're absolutely palatial, and you spend <laughs> half an hour. I have to walk backwards in a rectangle around the corners. You know, that all the four sides of the room. Yep. Because if I go forwards. I will hurt my calf's muscles. Mm. I mean my um shin bones. Shins. Yeah. And I will actually I've drawn blood from encountering a, Jeez. a toilet with my shins because often that toilet seat is um, got quite a sharp edge oh, to I, it. I kick around. I like It's like I'm doing
3: the goose step. I walk, walk backwards. It's, it's like that's 1930s brave. 1930s Germany in my toilet, I'm
1: marching around kicking for that toilet. I don't know if I'd admit that on the point. I mean, there's things I'll admit, but I don't, I don't know if that's one of them.
2: Walking backwards it's just your soft calves that will bump Boy, up what am it, I doing wrong because
0: I use my cane as a feeler and I wave it around cane. until
2: I find the toilet or
0: you find a strange person Yeah Weird. how dare I use my cane to feel around for for what I'm looking for Um get dirty What? Well, what? Oh my cane, my dirty. Yeah, mm. my my cane's disgusting. I'm sure that
1: thing. That thing is just. I mean, it's. If you think about that cane, right? It is the most disgusting. You think your phone screen is disgusting? <laughs> mm. I bleached Ball mine the other tip. day. Is that the right yeah. thing to do? Yeah, that's the right then. thing to do. Was that your I cane? Screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <I'm>, sorry, <laughs> totally Tim. Carry
0: great. on. No, no. I've just been listening to you guys not being able to get a word in. Um... <laughs> I don't even know where. Welcome to, to the where Weekend it. Edition. Right, I don't even know where to to, to go back to with all this. No, like let me well, let me say this for for the airport thing in the wheelchair. I mean, my situation is different. I used to feel the same way, and maybe it is a little bit of ego, and it's just I know my disability but in my case i've gotten used to having to use a wheelchair at an airport because as you guys know and some listeners may remember hearing that my wife has a lot of back issues and knee and and leg issues nerve damage she's had many many surgeries so for her to walk through an airport and for us to to do that and get through security and get somewhere quickly, it's it's not going to happen, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately. And so there was a time where she would get a wheelchair, which she does begrudgingly, because it's the whole us with a cane when you're first losing vision. I'll use it maybe at night, but I've got it in my backpack just yeah. in case. You know, she doesn't want to use the wheelchair because of what it means. You know, so there there's that bit of, of situation. But once she started to adopt it more and accept it, because she realized how, how helpful it is, for a while, I would just guide behind the person pushing the wheelchair. But it, it just became kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say difficult, but it was just easier to end up having us both in a wheelchair and and having us both be pushed and we'd see, you're where we need to go faster.
1: You're saying that almost like you're, you're apologizing for it. And this is what I mean is the problem. And this comes from, unlike the the construct that is the disability badge and the person in the wheelchair, the idea that blind people Can't or shouldn't be using the wheelchairs actually comes from the community itself. And I hear a lot of blind people saying this. You know, I don't need a wheelchair. So therefore, we should never touch it. It's like, well, hang on a minute. You know, first off, you could be blind and have issues walking. Correct. Right? You could be, (laughs) it could be one and both. Um, You might also be in a situation where sometimes you just feel you need it for whatever reason. Sometimes it is quicker. If you're catching a connection flight, you know, that guy is going to, or woman is going to get you through that airport much quicker than, than she can or he can walking you and guiding you
0: well and i think it's a lot not just easier but maybe even safer because in the times where i've had someone do sighted guide with me especially if they're already pushing my wife in the wheelchair and i'm holding their their elbow they're worrying about pushing the wheelchair and mm. i'm just kind of holding on that's right and and trying to you know use my cane off to the side just in case but there still are issues with people coming at me or, you know, suitcases being dragged in front of me or, you know, poles, pillars, you know, whatever. And the person is trying, but they've got to push a wheelchair. Now, even if they were just guiding me just themselves without pushing a wheelchair, if they're not used to sighted guide, they're not used to to guiding someone, you can still have those issues. So it actually, I found since just doing it and saying, all right, well I'll get a wheelchair too. It's actually has been better because I, I'm not having that concern of I'm going to trip on a carpet that, that was up and they didn't tell me about it or, you know, I didn't see it or feel it or a, a pole or, or, you know, whatever it might be. Or somebody that just comes barreling in at me and shoulder blocks me and just keeps on trucking, which happens a lot. You're about um, eight foot tall. Who's shoulder barging you? Oh, my gosh. You would be surprised when Jennifer nice foot and I... Tall people my yeah exactly <laughs> when my wife jennifer and i first got together she would tell me this all the time how shocked she was at how people would just see my cane like i would be using my cane or have it out in front of me and they'd still walk right in front of me or walk right past me oh or, yeah know, shoulder block me and she's like it's not like you can miss a six foot four guy with a big white cane mm. coming at you how do you not see that And i'm like oh they're blinder than i am apparently so I, yeah i mm-hmm. don't know but no, there's not a lot looking at their phones that's the don't problem
1: judge. Well, that's um, it. But
0: I, I think, though, with the with the wheelchair thing, one, one other thing I want mm. to say about that is that I, I, I think you're right, Stephen, in saying that, you know, per disability individually, we may not be able to fully understand each other because I don't know how it is to have, you know, to, to need to be in a wheelchair or to need a hearing aid or to be deaf. Of course, I, you know, that that's not my disability, but I think we can empathize with each other because yes. people that aren't disabled perceive and treat all of us in very similar ways. I've spoken to people that are deaf or people with Parkinson's or people that are in wheelchairs or what have you. And they all get that same treatment that we talk about of trying to help us when we may not even need it or things they say to us questions they ask of us so we are all kind of in the same boat when it comes to that because it's the lack of understanding or the lack of education when it comes to disabilities in general so we at least do have that in common I think
1: well I mean we could talk about this all day I've got about 50 stories I could add to this but we I suppose we must move on and and actually yeah and here's the thing I want to get to this point because this is the one point of last week's show that I think has come up more often uh, since discussing it. Uh, This is from Matthew, who says, uh, it was an interesting discussion on uh, the episode about prayer and healing for Stephen uh, when he had his childhood visit to Lourdes. In spite of being a Christian myself, I do agree with much of what you had to say. However, I think there is more to this conversation, especially around Lourdes and HCPT, who I assume uh, organized Stephen's trip, which I think has been inadvertently misrepresented. I went on three HCPT pilgrimages to uh, Lourdes in the early 2000s. And although the baths worked as you described them, we were not forced or even encouraged to use them. We were simply told about them and offered assistance if we decided we wanted to visit them for ourselves. I'd love to come on your show and talk about this. Uh, I personally hate healing prayer, but found the Lourdes experience very uplifting as offered an opportunity to express my faith without my disability being a barrier and talk to other disabled children who had similar faith related difficulties. he also goes on to say, through the work he does with Torch Trust, I have recently launched a new podcast with a colleague of mine called "Insights from Sight Loss Friendly Church." The topic of healing will be covered in a forthcoming episode. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, okay, well, thanks for that, Matthew. We'll check that out. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if it was HCPT. I don't, I don't know who they are. Um, I, I was like six. I, mean, I had no idea what I, was, I didn't know what day it was. I still can't know how many fingers I had <laughs> at that point. But I will say uh, this: this was early. This was mid mid to late eighties. So I think it may be a different group, and I'll tell you this: there was absolutely no consent in any of this. I promise you, um, we were not asked if it was okay for us to do this. We were grabbed and taken. I, I saw it literally with my own eyes. Ironically, um, but you know, I did. I saw people being dragged, dragged out of wheelchairs, <laughs> <laughs> dragged out of wheelchairs, put in this bath. Um, you know, I was done the same. It wasn't a question. It really wasn't a question at the time. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that was the case. Um, We did get a comment on this from Rill, who wants to get in touch, uh, and wanted to send us an email. uh, Yes, well, we'll get an answer to that one as well.
4: Hello, this is Rill. I am still not a seaside town in Wales. (laughs) I thought it was important for me to send you this message in my own voice. I found your comment Sunday on healing and faith quite offensive. Your faith, or the lack thereof, is strictly between you and God. It's not my business. Your anger and dismissive remarks upset me very much. I am prepared to think that the vitriol coming out of my smart speaker and across the breakfast table at me may be due in part to several of you not feeling 100% and in need of healing. If I had a sound for irony, I would insert it here. (laughs) In reflecting on the times, people have told me they are praying for me to have my blindness healed or have actually prayed over me publicly without first asking my permission to do so, I remember how uncomfortable I felt. Now I am asking myself, why? I believe in the power of prayer. So why did I feel this way? I think it's because the other person, figuratively speaking, separated me from my disability. It was like, pulling out my intestines for inspection. The other person perceived my disability as distinct from me when my disability and I are inextricably linked. They thought they could operate on my blindness without affecting the rest of me. Restoring my sight isn't just about my eyes, or the part of my brain tasked with seeing. It's about my self-perception and how I interact with the world and with everything and everybody in it. I don't say to myself, oh, I'm blind, I have to feel around for my coffee cup. I just reach for it, albeit carefully. There is, after all, a lot of expensive equipment on this table. (laughs) Healing through faith encompasses the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, not just one part of the person who appears to be broken. It is the power differential in this interaction, which is so off-putting, I've never been asked what do you want me to pray for? The other person just assumes they know what is best for me. I'm not unconscious. I'm right here. Ask me what I want, if anything, for you to pray for. The other day I was outside with my guide dog. A woman walked by. Had she asked me how she could pray for me, I would have not asked for healing for my blindness. I would have asked her to pray for healing for my dog, who is recovering from major surgery.
1: Great comments, Will. Um I've got to say thank you for uh, sending that in. I'm really glad you did it on voicemail um, because yep. you obviously wanted your voice to be heard, and you know I'm glad you did that because that was that would have come out better from you certainly than it would have come from me. Um, There's absolutely no offence intended here at all. Uh, And I will say, I think that last week, we probably were on one a little bit, but I will say this. Um, I tended to, and I think this is what I did last week, I think I took religion and faith healing and put them in separate boxes. Now, maybe that's unfair, you could argue, and that's a bigger conversation. But I do feel it's this idea, I mean, here's the bottom line. I'm not a religious person. I was when I was a child. I grew up religious. I mean, that's clear from, I tell you, I went to Lourdes. And then later in life, I came away from religion by choice. It was just, and there was no, nothing that happened. It was no, there was, you know, no moment of epiphany. It just happened. I didn't like getting up on Sunday mornings, right? I mean, who likes getting up on Sunday morning going anywhere, right? You want are a kid, you want to lie in your bed. <laughs> so I just kind of came away from it, maybe lazily fell away. But when it comes to this faith healing thing, and, and it's interesting because Rule brings up a really interesting point, and I think, Rule, you and I are actually closer on this than you think. It's this idea of us needing fixed. That's what bothers me. But actually, I can totally see your point of why you'd be questioning, well, why am I offended by this? Why am I bothered by this if I'm religious? Because arguably it's in your camp, right? So I think Rule's probably closer on this. We're closer together on this than you think. I'm intrigued to hear you guys if you want to chime in on it.
0: I didn't say a lot during that conversation last week because I am, like Robin was saying, I, you know, I am religious. I grew up uh, in in the Catholic Church, and my whole family is Catholic. At one point, I actually had highly considered becoming a Catholic priest. Yeah, sort of Yeah, I talked to our, our local priest, and that's a whole other story. But I mean, the mm. the discussion I had didn't go the way I thought it would, especially when they're so desperate to have priests at that time within the church. I thought it would be more welcoming, but it wasn't. But that really isn't why I, I, because I'm not as invested in the Catholic church as I used to be, um, but I am still very faith-filled. I'm still Christian. I believe in God. And when it comes to like that conversation last week, I'll admit, and and I think you guys know this, I, I felt a bit awkward um, because I, I just I didn't know what to say and I wasn't sure if we needed or wanted to to say you know those things um, but for the record as a person who believes in God and was raised Catholic and is is now a Christian you know as I said somebody who wanted to become a priest um, my vision loss was happening about that same period of time and the path that my vision loss has put me on has happened for a reason. Now, I may look at that and say, that's not necessarily God's will. Like Robin said, God didn't make me blind to make me blind. Like, how dare he make me blind? You know, punishment kind of thing. But if there is a, quote, grand plan, I've come to the point of my life where blindness is part of that for me. It's part of my journey. I have done things and experienced things and met people, you know, yourselves included. You know, I have had experiences I wouldn't have had if it hadn't been for my blindness um so to that i'm actually grateful in a way if that makes any sense you wouldn't think somebody i'm blind i'm grateful for it but you know what as much as i wish i had my vision back i'm so grateful for the experiences i've had and the people that i've met so if you're gonna pray for me very much to what real was saying and and i was thinking this all through this this episode so i'm glad she brought this up because this is something that i was wanting to maybe say is that Pray for me, but don't pray for my destination. Don't pray for the fixing of my vision because my vision loss and my blindness has gotten me where I am now. And, and I'm at a good place with it. I might not have been at one point, but I am now. If you want to pray for me, pray for my journey. Pray for you know me to be able to help people or for people to help me, but not that way. Like pray for my family, pray for me to be able to, you know use the gifts I have and the experiences I have to maybe help other people, you know, don't, don't pray for the destination of, well, you just need to have your vision fixed. That that's, to me, that's not necessary. That's a bit that
1: to taste me. I, I find that that is that to me, that is offensive
0: to me. That is offensive because it's as real said, and we've said here, it's assuming that I want it to be fixed. Now. Do I want it to be yes, fixed? Yes, you do. Everybody I, does. I, I'm not, I, yeah, I was going to say, yes. Do I want it to be fixed? Yes, absolutely. I would love it to be fixed. But I don't need you to pray for it to be fixed, because in my opinion, if we're looking at prayer and a God who could or could not intervene in that prayer... I don't necessarily think that I want God to fix my vision. If science and medicine or natural, whatever, it just happens. It happens. But my vision loss, in my my opinion, as a religious person, it's happened for a reason. It's put me on this path for a reason. Whether you're religious or not, that's just I, you know I feel that way. That it's just is this is the path I'm on. This is what I'm living with, and I'm having experiences in 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 relationships that I wouldn't have had. So pray for me to do better with those. Pray for me to you know to be able to communicate that better. Pray for me to get back to my podcast and share <laughs> share that more <laughs> with the world. You know, pray pray for the life after blindness podcast. That's what I want you to do. That's pray for <laughs> wow. its, its return. Uh, That's I feel what
1: you're going to start need. selling some sort of dodgy bread at the end of this. Um... No, 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 no,
0: no. But I'm just saying, like, but but there is a difference. Praying to fix me is not what I need and really not what I want. Pray and see, for to me, me, I, and to me I pray for my life whole, to be good, pray for me to be able This whole faith healing thing, I, just,
1: I, I see it as a separate, and I know it's not separate to religion, of course it's not, and I think in my head, last it is. week, that's maybe, well, well, what you mean is separate to religion? It can be. Uh, no, look, I can give, I'm not religious,
3: but whatever gives, whatever ideology gives you comfort and joy in your life, absolutely. You're I agree. free to believe whatever yeah. you want. But when it comes to faith healing, I'm sorry, it's a con. <laughs> it's, it's deceptive no no robin i know you're going to jump on me but it is it doesn't fix anyone and i find it i find it offensive that people are um taken in by this and given false hope uh, and i know i'm being hardcore about that and i'm not trying to be offensive
2: Well, every single word that real says said i agree with i think that was, those points were brilliantly made tim everything that you said i totally agree with as well i think Uh with regards people praying for us (laughs) for me i'm i'm okay with that if the motive is right and that goes to what sean was saying you know if if they're a charlatan and they know it and they're trying to you know con people out of whatever or kind of give them false hope, or whatever that's not the right motive so for me i believe there is a, a power out there i also believe though that the world um is driven by physics and chemistry and you know there's there are laws so whether there are times when something can transcend that i i think there is i'm not going to rely on it though but if people want to try and their motives are pure i think if their motives aren't pure it definitely won't work it comes down to what's in your heart and if people want to pray for me i want them to do it to add icing to an already brilliant brilliantly tasty cake I don't Brilliant want to Robin do it cake. because I'm broken mm, and I need fixing as, as so yeah but that's about perception of disabled people and I don't want people to feel sorry for us or um, you know I don't know embarrassed for us or whatever even if we might have just fallen over someone um, you know it's about um, appreciating that we aren't um, broken people um, but if they want to pray for us to um, add an extra Level of utility to our lives by bringing our vision back, then I'm all for it.
1: Listen, uh, I'm sure we're going to get plenty of feedback on this. Uh, I'm so back, sorry, but I will say, <laughs> but I will say, I think we probably want to draw a line under this a little bit. I do want to say to Rill, though, I do appreciate your comments. No offense was intended. I promise yes. you. We um, apologise
3: if we offend well, yeah, we well,
1: Well, listen, I am absolutely sorry to anyone who feels that I was against religion or if, if, if I had said anything around that. I, I genuinely, I. I struggle with this one because in one hand, I I really struggle with some of the notions of religion. And I would love to you know have a big debate about it. and We could, but that's not really what this show is for. Um, and it's not the right place for it. And I don't think... Although okay. I will say, I think Scrub the four the of last us are... Ten
3: minutes. Yeah, but no, I would, but I would say I think
1: that the four of us are actually good to have this conversation because we've, we've got essentially two on each side on this. I mean, it's, it's the first time in my life I've been in a balanced conversation with you guys.
2: I don't <laughs> like the idea of sides. Sorry.
1: Well, unfortunately, they do exist. Um, you know, uh, and that's the way it is. So, you know, you've got to be on one of them, right? I mean, you, you, you agree with what you believe, right? Otherwise, you agree with me, in which case, you'd never have a side. So, you know. There
2: aren't sides. There's more, there's the same number of standpoints as there are people. I don't know what that means. Is that a computer
1: term? <laughs> I like it. That amount point. As I'm getting mixed up with my amount points. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, listen, we're going to <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna draw a line under it. But thank you for your emails. And uh, we're going to get lots more of those coming in. I promise you we're going to talk about technology at some point on this podcast this weekend. It is the weekend edition from Blind Guy Talks Tech. It is the show that tends to drift off a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) putting it mildly. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with plenty more. And we might even stay on topic, you never know. Thanks for listening.